0: Okay, 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 okay. Definitely on? One. Coming through. Yep, you're starting to come through. Okay, folks, we're uh, let's gather back together. Just to say we're going to have another opportunity to fellowship together as we break bread in about half an hour, 35 minutes, something like that where we'll also be able to greet one another, pray for one another, etc. So uh, there's further opportunities to come. That wasn't the only opportunity. don't know about you, but New Year's a funny old time, isn't it? Uh, I don't know whether you read or what papers you read, but uh, you know, last, last Monday, headlines on some papers were, last Monday was Divorce Day. Anybody read that? It was the day in the year where divorce lawyers get more instructions than any other day in the year. And yet you say, hang on, aren't we just, haven't we just started New Year? A time of hope, a time of celebration, a time of joy. And more divorce ins- lawyers instructed. Weird, isn't it? Do you know what tomorrow is? It'll probably be on the paper tomorrow. It is Monday, thank you, Sean. <laughs> Somebody's awake at the front here. It's Suicide Day. It's Depression Day. It's Blue Monday, it's called. Now, I'm not trying to encourage us to move into this by any means, okay? This is not a, an encouragement from the front about Blue Monday. But it's Blue Monday. It's the day where, uh, in Britain, uh, more people will struggle with depression. Why? Well, because we've, it seems, according to psychologists, we're, we've started in a season of great hope. And you, know, you have the, the joy and the celebration of Christmas... Perhaps the excesses of Christmas and then New Year, lots of hope, resolutions, all that sort of stuff. And then reality starts to hit. And that diet we said we would go on, well, hasn't worked. The, uh, the credit card bills come in and you think, rats, I'm sure I said I wouldn't spend so much this, this Christmas. The weather seasonal affective disorder, and a whole load of other stuff kicks in. And at a time where we think there's beginning of, beginnings, new beginnings, beginnings of a year, suddenly, wow, you've you got Blue Monday. And uh, yeah, we, we do need to recognise that these are very real challenges many of us will be facing, not just the world, and at the same time, what we need to remind ourselves is actually this hope. We are a people of hope. We're a people of faith. And even in the most challenging of moments, we can still celebrate the goodness of God, the love of the Father, and ask him to come and fill us and direct our lives to guide our lives, to inspire us for how we live. I just want to encourage us, you know, uh, in a season such as this, the opportunities to share why we have hope are rampant. You may be thinking, well, none of this affects me. It will be affecting people you work with. It will be affecting neighbours. It will be affecting work colleagues, people at the school gate. Let's remember we're people of hope. And in this season this week I want to remind us something of why church is so important my my title is why i am part of harvest church or you may want to flip it the other way around and say why am i part of harvest church and in fact, I want to encourage you to use this morning as a way of, to, of reflection. and Say, why am I part of Harvest Church? Now, I appreciate some of, uh, some of us here will go, I'm not. <laughs> That's fine. You're really welcome. It's great to have guests amongst us. And please don't feel under any pressure off the back of this. So you've got to be part of Harvest Church. Okay? But for many of us, we would say this is our church. This is our community. This is the people we are part of. The the part of God's people in Alton that we're part of. But you know, at a time of New Year and time of reflection and that sort of stuff, isn't it good to just ask ourselves the question, not just assume, well, I am part of Harvest Church. I have been for the last 38 years and I will continue to be for the next 45. Good longevity if you are. Um, But actually say, no, why am I? Why am I part of this church? What is it about this church which means I want to be part of it? What's, what's at the core of my commitment to this church? So let's take time to reflect. The world is so busy that we just rush from one thing to the next to the next. And as I share this morning, I hope you will find time to reflect and ask yourself some questions. Maybe the question is, am I part of Harvest Church? Maybe it's, do I want to be? Maybe it's, why am I a part of Harvest Church? Or maybe you'll get to the place where you can say, this is why I am part of Harvest Church. Now, when I think about church, I I think, well, where, where do we find... God's blueprint of church in the scripture. Where do we, where, where, what can inspire us from scripture about what church is meant to look like? And my mind and my heart turn to the early church. I guess it's not surprising. That's a great model, it's a great picture of what church life is meant to look like. But you know, even as I thought, right, uh, I think yeah, it'd be good to look at the early church Max. Even as I thought about that, I thought, you know, the risk is we've all read these passages, or many of us will have read these passages many times. And we will have heard people preach from them many times. And it's so easy to zone out and not catch what the Spirit's doing. And so I just want to encourage us, as I read from Acts 2, 42 to 47, if you've got your Bible with you, you may want to start turning to it, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, just, I'll just say... Holy Spirit, help me to see afresh the glory of your church. Or pray your version of that prayer. Basically a prayer saying, I want to see afresh. Help me to see afresh today what your church looks like. Now in my Bible, it's entitled The Fellowship of the Believers. be probably different in yours depending on what version of the Bible you're reading from but acts 242 to 47 says this they devoted themselves wow i've only done three words devoted themselves this is a together statement okay church is about being together these aren't my main points by the way this is just a few uh, introductory comments Everybody knows, all, pre, all preachers know that you don't count the time you spend in your introductory comments. So you half an hour of introductory comments and then a half hour preach works fine. Is that okay? Great. Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Wow, okay, they have devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So the teaching was really important. What the apostles brought, the foundations the apostles brought to the first body of believers gathering as a church here after Pentecost. They devoted themselves to that teaching. They didn't they Devoted is so much more than just listen to. Amen. It means they got hold of, they applied. They, they thought about it, they chewed on it, they understood it, they let it shape their lives. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. That's to one another. They devoted themselves to one another. It was that sort of time, that sort of relationship, that actually a deep sense of, hey, these folks are devoted to each other. Now, we don't quite know what that looks like, but we get a good description as we read on. uh, uh, To the breaking of bread. We're going to break bread together later on, or have a time of what we call communion later on. They devote themselves to breaking bread. Why was breaking bread so important? Well, it's the celebration of everything Christ has done and achieved for us at the cross. And they said, hey, this is a priority. We've got to celebrate today through breaking a bread what Christ has done, what actually binds us together. And to prayer. Who's here over, at some point, not necessarily the whole of it, on Friday night? Just put your hand up if you're here Friday night. Fantastic, thank you. Wasn't it good? Wasn't it good? I thought it was wonderful to spend those four hours together in prayer as a church. And I don't know about you, it flew. It felt like four hours just went like that. And I thought Mark and Charlie and the team did such a great job. Please take the opportunity to thank them. I have, but, you know, an email from me is neither here nor there. But I tell you what, when the body says thank you, That's something else. In fact, why don't we just say thank you now? I know Charlie may feel a bit embarrassed by this, but tough. Sorry, Charlie. (laughs) Let's just thank them for how them and their team... Charlie's clapping the rest of you as team. Who uh, Amazing what you did and how you pulled that together was just fantastic. Where have we got to? To prayer. Everyone, everyone, wow, without exception, it seems to suggest, everyone was filled with awe. I don't know about you, that's a big word to me. It may only have three letters, but awe is like draw hits floor as we consider what God's doing. Everyone's filled with awe. A sense of the enormity of God, of the majesty of God, of the greatness of God. I mean, this was, this was not just, oh, well, it was a nice time. I was filled with awe. Wow. Everyone was filled with awe. And many, not just one, many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Fantastic. Many wondrous signs, miraculous signs and wonders were done fantastic, people being healed, people being set free. We read about it. If you continue in the book of Acts, it's a story of the early church. You read about time after time after time. Yeah. One which we don't often talk about, Ananias and Sapphira. Those of you who know about that, they lied and they dropped dead. They may think, whoa, hold on. That certainly would create a sense of awe. And many of us, perhaps all of us in this room without exception, actually have got to go, wow, therefore the grace of God go I. I'm glad I'm not yet dead. But such was the presence of Almighty God. As they lied to God, to others, effectively to God, they dropped dead. Wow, that would probably produce a sense of awe. Of right fear. Not of wrong fear, but of a a real, genuine fear of God. All the believers were together. In other words, they were united. The unity of the church is so important. Together. Not backbiting, not gossiping, not talking behind people's backs and all that sort of stuff. No, hey, they were together. Together. They were together physically, but they were together in spirit as well. They were together. And had everything in common. Now, I, you know, this, this is where you start to get a glimpse of um, something where you go, oh, goodness, what's this going to look like in our highly individualistic world and highly materialistic world? These next few words are so challenging. <laughs> everything in common, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as they had need, as he had need. Wow, wow, wow. Such is the care for one another. Wow. Every day they continue to meet. What, not once a week? You mean we've got to come out every day? <laughs> it's a different heart, isn't it? It's a different heart. Hey, we want to be together. We want to be together because this is Amazing. Because this is good. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread. Again, we hear about them breaking bread because it's so important. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Wow. With joy. With joyfulness. With sincerity. With a sense of delighting in God. Woo! Sounds good to me. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. That's a very challenging sentence to me. Enjoying the favor of all the people. So that means not just the believers, but the people around them. They enjoyed the favor of the people around them. Somehow, Christians weren't seen as weird. But people were looking in and going, hey, they're favored. Christians were favored because of what was going on. Because of the type of community they were. One would imagine because of the impact they were having on their community. I've lost my place. I'll find it at a moment. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. <laughs> Something we long for. Oh, the day that we see daily people being saved. Come, Lord Jesus, please. Now, don't know about you, I read this and I think, wow, I think I want to be part of a church like that, but it's going to be pretty, old, pretty costly, isn't it? And then I think, no, I do want to be part of a church like that. I really do want to be part of a church like that. Now, uh, uh, many would say this is revival conditions, and uh, you can read some of the commentators on this passage They say, oh, it's exceptional. It's it's unique to Acts. We don't see it anywhere else. But I tell you what, when I read other accounts of revival, whether it be the revival in the West Hebrides in the 1940s and 50s in the UK, the Welsh revival in the early 1900s, you, you see a lot of this. You see a lot of this. And I'd like to suggest to you that's the sort of church we want to be. That's the sort of church I want to be part of. That's why I am part of Harvest Church. Because I believe that's the sort of church God wants us to be. That's the sort of church God is taking us on a journey to become. What about you? What about you? Now you may say, well, we're not there, are we, Andrew? No, you're right, we're not. Hopefully, though, we're on a journey to get there. And I want to highlight three things which, as elders, we feel are really important for our journey as a church going in that direction for us this year, which we are saying, come on, church, let's reach for these three things. Now, this doesn't mean that this is an exclusive list where we ignore everything else, okay? But they're just three particular highlights of um, where we want to go. And Thomas, just to warn you, I'm going to go straight to slide two, okay? Because unheard of, you are now going to experience a miracle. Andrew Lawrence has sort of been involved in doing a PowerPoint. I say sort of being involved in uh, doing a PowerPoint because actually Dave created it for me because... I'm so useless with this stuff, I can't do it. And this is the first thing we have said as elders, that we want to see a breakthrough in each of our lives and corporately so we all encounter and follow the lead of the Holy Spirit throughout our lives much more. Now, that's a very, very wordy sentence, and that's a typical Andrew Lawrence sentence. Apologies for that. Basically, what it means is let's be much more people of the Spirit of God. Where we follow him, where we make sure we encounter him, and give time to encounter him, because he's a him, he's a he, he's relational. That we enjoy relationship with him, and out of that relationship with him, uh, we follow all that he's doing. Lives of submission and obedience would be another way of describing it. Do you know? Last week we had a wonderful testimony, Cheryl. And David came up, we celebrated, uh, somewhat belatedly. we subsequently found out their 50 years of being part of this church. Because actually that happened in 1966 and not January 1968 as we thought. And as Cheryl was uh, sharing, she talked at one point about in 1977 how a, a man visiting this church different building, largely a different group of people, very few of us present today who were present there, shared about what the Holy Spirit was doing. I think it was in Borneo, was it? Yeah. And how the Holy Spirit fell on that group. And it was the first time in our church's history, really, where there'd been an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And how that changed Cheryl's life, there and then, and many other people's lives. And, you know, this church is here today because amongst other things, of what happened then. That that we made space as people for the Holy Spirit. And the very simple challenge for each of us would be this. Are you going to make room for the Holy Spirit in your life? Are you going to do more than just make room, but are you going to have a relationship with him? Are you going to allow him to come and dwell in you and fill you and lead you and guide you through life just as Scripture directs us to. Because the Holy Spirit was given by the Father so that we could relate to the Father, that we could understand the, uh, the amazing mysteries of God, that we could have an intimate relationship with Father God, that he brings us into that place of sonship. We've talked about these things before. We'll talk about them again. He brings us into that place of intimacy with God. Through the Son, Jesus dies for our, our, our sin. He's the perfect sacrifice for the sin and shame of the world. But then, you see when Jesus ascends into heaven, he says, I'll send the Spirit. Wait for the Spirit. Jesus resolves our sin issue. The Holy Spirit enables us to know the Father as Father in an amazingly intimate way and comes and fills us and enables us to live life in a godly way, to live the sort of life we're talking about here in Acts 2.42. To be that sort of church, we need to be a people of the Spirit. Are we going to be a people of the Spirit? Now, you may say, Andrea, I'm not quite sure what that looks like, but yes, please. Great. Or you may say, Andrew, I'm not sure what that looks like, and I need to find out more. That's fine. We'll be running another Holy Spirit course later on in the year. For those who've got questions, who aren't sure, who want just to spend time considering it. We've just run one of those courses. Uh, well, in fact, we've been elongated. It's running into February uh, because actually such has been the nature of the course and the level of questions being asked and the such. Like, we, we, we said, we don't want to rush this. We're going to take longer. But we'll do another one of these courses uh, later on in the year for other people to come on because actually we want to be serious about being a people of the Spirit of God. And we want to give time to knowing him and to following his lead. In fact, if you know today that you need to be baptized in the Spirit, or maybe you need to work through a theology of who the Holy Spirit is and what he does, why don't you have a word with Dave? Sorry, Dave, I forgot to warn you about this. Dave Burnham, who's sitting on the back row here. Dave, can you stand just in case people don't know who you are? I'm sure everybody does, but just in case you don't know who Dave is, thank you. And why don't you have a word with him and say, can I go on the Holy Spirit course? The list's open. The list's open. The invite's out there. Come and join us and find out. I won't say who, but one person I was talking to who's been on the Holy Spirit course, who's been part of this church for years, came and was looking in and trying to work some stuff through and work some issues through. And uh, it was great. Uh, We sent out an email saying, actually, we're going to do two extra parts to this course. And they sent me an email back saying, Andrew, no need. Not for me. I'm not coming because actually, uh, issue's sorted. Issue's sorted. I'm clear. I know where I am now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's be a people of the Spirit. If we want to build this sort of church, we want to be this sort of community, we need that intimacy with the Father. We need to be a people of the Spirit. Do you know, New Year... We have lots of choices we can make. What's your choice going to be to do with following the lead of the Spirit? What's your choice going to be about allowing him to break through in your life? To draw you more to the Father? To equip you and empower you to live the Christian life? What's your choice going to be? The second thing we said we felt we really wanted to do as a church or to be as a church in this next season is this, we want to learn together more about what it is to be a much more genuine, thankful, generous, and courageous people. That really there'd be four words which describe who we are as a church. That when you bump into somebody from Harvest Church, you walk away with the sense of wow. Wow. That was somebody who knows what it is to be genuine. That's somebody who knows what it is to be thankful, to be generous or courageous. That would be part of our DNA as a church. Now, you may say, well, why those words? Well, you know, there's lots of words you can use in life. We felt, as a leadership team, these captured who we wanted to be. Let's try and very, very briefly explain each one of these words but actually, over this year, we're going to be teaching into this. And we're going to be spending time together learning what it is to be like this. And the way we're going to do that is uh, over this next year, we're actually going to be considering lots of different characters from the Bible and seeing their journey about how they learned to be like this. Because you know, this isn't stuff which just instantly happens. We have to learn about how we're going to be like this. And so over this year, we're going to have four seasons where we're going to look at four characters each one of which reflects one of these words. And uh, that will be over this next year as we learn more of what it is to be like this. But actually, all of these things also are reflected in this passage together. So if we think of being genuine, how would we describe this? Well, here's here's a description, being really real through lives of truth, integrity, honesty and openness. Now, don't back you, I find some of those words a little bit scary. But I also find them incredibly provocative and challenging. And think, wow, if we can be a people like this, wouldn't that be great? But when you bump into somebody from Harvest Church, you know, Really reflecting this passage where we talk about being devoted together, sharing their lives, sincere hearts, etc. That's that's, that's what we're talking about, being genuine. The second word, thankful. Expressing deep gratitude. That's what thankfulness is. expressing deep gratitude for our whole lives, for every aspect of our lives. Even those moments where they're challenges and they're hard, learning to be thankful in every circumstance. In every way to everyone. Gratitude is expressed is ingratitude. Learning to be thankful together. Going on a journey of thankfulness. We, again, this passage in Acts, it, it reveals that of the people. <laughs> They're in awe. How they broke bread together was a sign of their thankfulness. Glad and sincere hearts. That was thankfulness. Let's be a thankful people. Here's the third word, generous. Now, I think when we think about generous, we immediately think about money or possessions. No, let's be people who see the best. In other words, with a generous spirit, who seek the best for others. That's about being genuine spirited as well. And who share of our best, who see the best. Who seek the best who share of our best I would suggest to you that's a generous people and wow weren't they generous in acts and finally courageous courageous you'll find my, my definitions have got shorter as we've gone on <laughs> couldn't really get much less than this I did wonder about reg- removing the regardless word But I think regardless is actually important. Fearless Christianity, living not without fear, but even when fear is present, choosing to not let it control or shape our lives. Hence, regardless. Regardless of what we are tempted to do, living fearless lives as Christians. Wonders, miracles, salvation, giving away possessions, breaking materialism, breaking fears. We're actually going to spend uh, the second half of this term, we're going to do a mini preaching series on how we overcome fear. Because most of us, truth be told, have fear in our lives. We may have very polite words to describe the fear. We may not use the F word in that sense. But actually the reality is what we're talking about is things which control and dominate our lives. And we're going to start to learn together how we overcome fear. How we can walk free of fear. But I tell you what, what was happening this morning, understanding the love of God and the love of our Father is crucial to that because actually in his love, guess what? There is no fear. His love costs out fear, Scripture tells us. Wow. So actually a big part of learning what it is to live fearless lives is learning to dig in to understanding more of who we are and who God is and enjoying his love and grace and mercy. And so over this year, we're going to be spending a lot of time looking at characters who demonstrate this, looking at the journey they go on, starting to understand what these words mean and starting to allow God to change us. Because truth be told, if we try and do all this ourselves, we're going to struggle. But when we let God do it in our hearts and lives, wow, that's going to be a different matter altogether. At times, it's going to be challenging. That's why being committed to a church is so important. Knowing that the group of people around you are committed to you and you're committed to them creates a safety place, a place of safety where we can actually be real and work this stuff through and start to understand what it is to be genuine, to be thankful to be generous to walk in courage what a better place there is no better place than his church for that how are you doing? is this the sort of church you want to be? how are you doing on that reflective thing? is this the sort of church you're wanting to be part of? it's part of the sort of church I want to be part of The third thing we've said, and you may be going, you've got to be joking, there's a third thing? Well, this is all about the grace of God. Let's remind ourselves. Okay, this is a journey God takes us on. This isn't all about our effort. This is a journey God takes us on as loving Father. Is this, we said we want to see people called, equipped and released to all types of leadership across the church, but specifically prayerfully we're saying Lord would you give us two more elders this year because actually as we grow as a church we need to grow at every level of leadership in our church whether that be elders or every other area and type of responsibility across our church and you know it's one of the biggest challenges we face in society today and in the church today is helping people to step up and lead And so we're going to be giving a a significant amount of time to how do we help people grow in what we're called to. Now that's not just leadership at any cost, but that's recognizing what God's doing in our lives and stepping forward into the goodness of God. And so nobody's going to get forced into leadership. It's not last man standing or everybody else takes a step back and you're left. Oh, that's the person. No, this is about the grace of God who worked out in our lives and the gift of God being recognized in our lives. That's how we do leadership in the church. It's not about a slippery ladder which we climb and, you know, at the peak of the elders, I think probably at the bottom of the elders, if you had a ladder at all, but we don't. It's not about career advancement or achievement or anything like that. But it is about recognising that God calls and gifts individuals. And let's take it seriously and let's use those gifts and calling well. And so we are committing this year as elders to look to see further uh, leaders equipped and released across the life of the church. Not just eldership. But we would ask, please particularly pray that we see two additional elders recognised during this year because we recognise elders, okay? We recognise them. They're already... We recognise them because they're already elding. That's how we... Made up word elding, but they're already doing the work of an elder. Now, I could go into a lot more detail, but actually time is moving on and it's really important we get time to break bread together because actually that is a powerful statement of who we are and it's that close fellowship that body together it's a body moment so I just want to conclude by saying this you may say Andrew I don't see anything about reaching the lost in here I don't see anything about um, mission in here and my response would be this if we do these three things We will see the lost saved, just as they did in Acts 2.42. Okay? It's as simple as that. Actually, if we're putting God first, we will help, as we worship him, we will help others come to worship him. So this isn't an anti-mission or an anti-evangelism message or direction we're taking but this is saying, actually, we're going to step back for a bit and work on our allow God to work in us and work on our hearts. And as he does so, we're expectant of great things of God. Yes. Now, I want to finish with one particular application, and then we're going to break bread together. And it's just this. We've talked about it often. I just want to highlight it again. But next Sunday evening, we've got uh, our first in a number of years church members meeting. And uh, I appreciate for some of us that's got all sorts of mixed messages. But basically all it is, is those who can say in their heart, this is my church gathering together. Okay? Okay. Now, you may say, well, isn't that exclusive? No, sometimes it's really important to gather together those who are saying, yeah, I'm committed. And that's what membership's about, and that's why we have members' meetings. And it's next Sunday, it's 7 o'clock, and actually what we're going to do, because we haven't had membership as a church for a number of years, is we're going to have a bit of a celebration. Anthony, let's slip about uh, I, the one chocolate biscuit we've bought and the knife which we're going to divide up and share together. No, it wasn't quite that uh, last week. But we are going to have a bit of a celebration together and celebrate our commitment to one another. And then we're actually going to break bread together. But we're also going to be sharing some news and praying for one another and praying for our town. And I want to make this invitation. If you believe this is the body of people the church which you're to be part of, whether you've filled in a membership form or not, you're really welcome. Please come. If you're in the position where you are able to get a membership form filled in, that would be really, really helpful as well. Okay, the form is not actually the crucial thing, but it, what it does allow us to do is capture some information which we, which is really helpful for Dave and the administration of the church. The form is just a way of doing this. It's a way of expressing our heart commitment to the people of this church, to the vision of this church, to the values of this church, and to the leadership of this church. And so we, I hope you'll be there. We hope you'll be there. We hope you'll be part of that but if you're still looking in and you're not sure, that's fine. Come along. Come and find out more. Come and meet the family. That's always an interesting experience, isn't it? <laughs> Let's be together tomorrow evening and celebrate who we are together. Sorry, next, what did I say? Tomorrow, tomorrow sorry. <laughs> next Sunday evening. Sorry, unlined the message, 7 o'clock next Sunday evening. Let's celebrate who we are together. The journey God's taking us on together and the greatness and goodness of God which draws us together. Now what we're going to do is we're going to break bread together. That's another way of expressing our love for one another. If, if you're uh, visiting today and uh, you don't yet have a faith in Jesus, you're, 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 you're on a journey, you're investigating, please don't feel under any pressure to do anything, Okay? This is a meal for the church, okay? for people who already have put their faith in Jesus and said, actually, Jesus, I want you to be my saviour. That is the one who has died for my sin and my shame before God, who pays the price, the perfect sacrifice for all I've done wrong before almighty God. And I want you to be my lord. That means I want you to be my boss. And if you're here today, whether you're part of this church or not, but you can say, yes, Jesus is my Saviour and Lord, then please join us. If you're not, don't worry about it. Just watch. See what goes on. This is, this is church family together. Of course, you may actually be here, and that's not you yet. But today you're thinking, I'd love it to be me. And if that's the case, Could I invite you to have a chat with the person that brought you this morning? Or if nobody brought you this morning and you're just wanting to talk to somebody, come and have a chat with myself or Sean who was uh, hosting the meeting. We would love to help you come to know Jesus because you can know Jesus personally as your Savior and Lord. And so as we come together to break bread together. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to have four stations around the auditorium. We've got two at the front, two at the back. They are deliberately unmanned. Okay? We're not having servers at these. You go and serve one another. That's a great expression of body life. Yeah? You don't need to have a formal set of words. Okay? You can just say, Lord, bless you. You can just give it to one another. Think about what you do over food normally and share it with one another. But as we do so, you may find you want to pray for someone. Great, please do. You may find that the Holy Spirit gives you a word for somebody, a word of encouragement, an exhortation from Scripture or something else. Fantastic. Please do so. Please share that. Or you may just find you want to sit and pray with someone. Pray because you're struggling in your own life and you want to ask for prayer. Or bless somebody else by praying for them. Fantastic. Let's do that as well. Let's be family together. Family for me equals chaos. That's not a statement about our family life. I hasten to add before I get told off by my wife. But what it means is there's freedom and liberty to do whatever within the family. It's a safe place. So let's express that. Now, as we come to do that, Aaron had a word in our worship, which he's just going to share. So Aaron, if you want to come forward. And uh, he's just going to bring a very brief exaltation from Scripture, and then we're going to break bread together.
1: But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into this wonderful light. Just feel that some of you, that you need to be accepted, that you are crowned and you're and robed you're with the righteousness and royalty of the Father. You're royalty, you belong to Jesus. It's just, like, just a reminder, really. Thank you. Brilliant.
0: Thank you, Aaron. That's great.
1: That's body life
0: or work. So uh, we're not going to have any worship, guys. I know we had uh, a band, a song lined up, but actually we're just going to go straight into this. So look out for one another. There will be some who will struggle to get to a table, so please look out for them and go and share it with them. But let's now stand all together. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to celebrate this wonderful meal together. Father, we say thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your amazing love which has changed our hearts and lives. As we consider what it is to be church together, a body together, this sort of body which we read about in Acts. I pray, give us faith and courage. Help us to go on this journey together. And now bless us as we take bread and wine, as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Help us to celebrate the goodness and grace and mercy of God. Help us to encourage one another. Help us to stir up those gifts that we would be able to strengthen and encourage one another. Help us to look out for one another. And thank you for the cross, Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice at the cross. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you that what we're taking up today is symbolic of your body shed, of your body broken, of your blood shed for us that we could come to Almighty God, made clean and pure and holy through your blood, Lord Jesus. Help us to celebrate this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Please don't sit down. Please move out of your rows into the aisles. Find somewhere to go and get bread and wine. Let's celebrate the goodness of God together. Thank you.
1: point of reference you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light See I'll speak in vain, no syllable empty all. Oh. So alive. So. Face down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created, the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak,